Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, former personal trainer and nutrition specialist turned confidence coach. I am passionate about helping women unlearn and unbecome what they think they should be so they can embrace their true self and show up in life how they want to be. Join me as we look at how to find confidence with nutrition, movement, health, and body image. With that, let's go to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 58, and I'm so pumped about today's topic because I saw this thread in one of the many groups that I'm in, and the question was, what is your number one struggle with health and fitness? And I love that question. It gets me so excited because there's so much interaction with it. It is something that everybody struggles with, and the answers were really good, really, really good. It was like a gold mine (laughs) in my mind, and it took all of my self-control not to start commenting on everybody's and asking questions because that's I'm curious. I'm really curious about what keeps you stumped and how can we work through that? How can I help you get unstuck so that you can feel confident in your choices about health and fitness and nutrition and sleep and self-care so that you can show up the way you want to in your life? And this post was just, like I said, a goldmine. And so the number one comment, which had more votes than any other, was finding time for health, whether that meant cooking healthy meals or exercising or focusing on self-care. The biggest thing was finding time. And this is huge because your time is so precious and it's so valuable. And when you have kiddos, when you work, when you've got a house to take care of, it is so stinking hard to make time for yourself. And so one of the things I wanted to talk about today was how can you find time for healthy living? And that's what we're going to talk about. So I think, as always, we should start with defining what healthy living even means. Because everybody wants to be healthy, right? There's nobody that's like, meh. I don't really want to be healthy. I just want to, you know, be unhealthy. I don't think there's anybody out there claiming that. And if you are, this podcast is not for you. So, or at least this episode is not for you if you don't want to get healthy. And it's all about defining what health looks like for you. And there are various pillars and aspects of health, right? There is your Nutrition, what you're eating, there's your movement, the way that you move your body, exercise, working out. There is time, the way that you see it, the way that you manage it. There's stress, the way that you handle that. There's your emotional health. There's your spiritual health. There's your relational health, your relationships. Like, how are you doing with other people? And all of this falls under the umbrella of health. And so what I did was I went through, again, these answers to this question and pulled from it some of the top areas that people were talking about. And the first thing that we have to do is be aware of what holds us back from being able to have more time. So when I say to you, finding time for healthy living, what pops up for you automatically? What does the inner critic say? 
Are you like, yay, awesome, this is exactly what I need? Or do you have a voice that's more criticizing? That's like, yeah, right. Finding time for one more thing? Good luck. Yeah, right. I could never find more time. I'm already maxed. Time, what is that? I can't even quantify it. What comes up for you? You have to start there. It's all, everything is mindset, right? Like 99.9% of life is all about how you look at it and how you think about it. And that's just how it is. And we have to start there. So becoming aware of the kind of critical thoughts that you may be having about time. Because we can all agree that it just feels like there's never enough of it. And it's easy to kind of operate from a place of lack. Like there's never enough time. Oh, I don't have time for that. The real thing is that you actually do have time. You do. You have 24 hours of time. It's all about how you choose to spend it, how you choose to invest it, where you put your priorities. I love The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. He actually, in the the latter part of the book, starts to talk about how we look at time, a Newtonian versus Einstein approach, and looking at how you can start to create time. You are where time is. It's quite mind-bending. I do recommend that read. It's pretty fantastic. But it's true. If you operate from a place of lack, then you'll never have enough time. You never will. But if you switch your mindset to an abundance mindset, even phrasing it as simply as, I have enough time for what's important to me. And you choose what's important to you. We do this with money too. Oh, I don't have enough money. We act from a lack place of money, right? It's like there's never enough of it. It always is gone. There's, it just, I don't have it. I can't spend money on that because I don't have money. That's not true. You have money. You're just, you're choosing where you invest it and where you spend it. So time and money work the same way in this mindset area. When you start to think of it as an abundance, you open yourself up to higher vibrational living. And if you follow me for any amount of time, you know that I am quite drawn to higher vibrations and higher energy leveling. And I love You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. She is the one that introduced me to this way of thinking because it's not something I've ever really thought about before, about how my mindset can actually be actively blocking good things from coming into my life, like abundance, success, love, money, these things I'm actively rejecting by not raising my vibration, by not being open to new ways of thinking. And that's why I had you kind of do that check-in at the beginning about what is the first thing that pops into my head when I think of finding more time? Are you critical of it or are you open to it? So I challenge you for the next 10, 15 minutes to just be open to the idea of operating from an abundance perspective, an abundance mindset, a mindset that says there is time. I have time. I choose how to spend my time. And when you look at it that way versus, oh, I just don't have time, it changes everything. It absolutely changes everything. It helps to alleviate stress. It opens up more opportunities, more potential, more relaxing, more time for the things that you enjoy. 
when you change how you think about it. But there's also some practical things that you can do, and I'm all about the practical married with the mindset. So here it is. Here are a few different ways that you can find time for healthy living. And the number one thing that I saw in that post was time for workouts, making time for exercise. That was the number one thing. And I think we have it in our heads that we have to go to the gym five days a week for like an hour or two at a time. That's what we've been taught, right? Personal training sessions are 60 minutes, right? You're supposed to walk on the treadmill for an hour. You're supposed to do cardio for an hour. You're supposed to do weights for an hour. And that simply is not the case at all. It's not. Your workouts should be short. Isn't that lovely to hear? They don't have to be long at all. I don't recommend long workouts unless you're doing something like a yoga class or a class that you really enjoy or you're taking a walk or going for a hike or a bike ride or however you want to move your body. And there are two different schools of thought on this. I'm all about incorporating movement in a way that it feels fun for you and in a way that's sustainable. So that looks like doing whatever tickles your fancy. Checking in with your body every day and saying, body, what do you need today? Do you need me to push? Do you need to sweat? Or do you need to stretch? Maybe you need to relax. Maybe you need to rest. What is it that you need? And if you do want to work out, and if you do want to sweat, make it short. Short and sweet. You can do this by using HIT, which is high-intensity interval training. And that can be done in your home with just your body weight. Set a timer for 15 minutes and cycle through squats, lunges, push-ups, maybe throw a burpee or two in there if you want to. It can be so quick and easy and done at home. You can do Tabata workouts. Tabata workouts are super easy. You work out for 40 seconds, rest for 10, work out for 40, rest 10, times 8. You can get a Tabata timer on your phone. It is so quick and easy. So you just do the same exercise for those eight reps or eight sets, and then you're done. Done. The faster, the better. You can do sprints. If you're a long-distance runner and you just are feeling stuck, maybe you get injured a lot, or maybe you really hate running, but you feel like you should do it, or if you're just feeling icky after you run, then I would recommend sprints. You can, if you have a treadmill, you can set a treadmill for however fast you want to go and then run, 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 and then get off. So like run for 30, rest for 30, rotate back and forth and finding ways to shorten your workouts. Your life is too short to be spent in the gym. This is also important in figuring out what it is that you want exercise to do for you. What benefit are you looking to get out of it? That will also determine the amount of time that is required to do those things. If you're looking for good stretching and detoxification from yoga, it might take longer than 30 minutes. It might take an hour. It might take longer. If you're looking for a good sweat, you can get that in as little as five minutes. If you're looking to lose weight, do not use exercise. Don't do it. It's contrary to popular belief, but... It is not the best way to lose weight. I know, it's kind of shocking, isn't it? You think, eat less, move more, right? That's weight loss? No. No, 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 friends. Because your body will adapt to whatever you ask it to do, so you will have to play this continual outsmarting game 
where you have to keep increasing the intensity of your exercises and constantly changing it up. And for some people, that is thoroughly enjoyable. I am one of those wonderful people (laughs) where I just have to stay above the adaptation curve. And that works for me and I love it. But I don't think that that is for everyone. And I think that if you have weight to lose and you want to lose the weight, exercise is not the right way to do it at all. So if you're curious about that, or if you want to argue with me, that's fine too. You can email me, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. I would love to have some dialogue about that. Okay, so that's workouts. Sleep. You can find more time by improving your quality of sleep. A lot of times we're so tired that we automatically go into that lack mindset. So tired. I didn't get enough sleep. There's no way I'm going to be able to get done everything I want to. Does that sound familiar? You don't need more sleep. This is another common misconception. You don't need more. You just need better. So some ways that you can improve your sleep is by sleeping in a completely dark room. I'm talking blackout shades, like black duct tape over any source of light. Put your phone in the other room, if you can, and just no lights, none whatsoever, completely black. You also need a cool room. Ideal temperature is 63 to 67 degrees. Cold room, chilly. Have a fan going if you can, circulate some air, and make it as cool as you can. Background noise or white noise. There are machines for this. There are apps for that. You gotta try it. It's amazing. It will deepen your sleep. It will give you better quality of sleep by having that ambient noise in the background. All three of us use it, me and Tim and Lewis. We can't sleep without white noise, which when we're camping is kind of problematic, but we use our apps and headphones. Okay, so quality sleep. We talked about cooler room, completely black, some background noise, fan for air circulation. And if you can, avoid electronics at least an hour before bed. If that's not a possibility, there are these really cool shades that you can get that are actually orange and they help to block out the blue light that comes from your screen. There's also filters on your phone that you can use. iPhones have this setting that you can actually turn on and have it come on at a certain time. I have mine set to come on at 9 p.m. if I'm on my phone. And so avoiding that can be way helpful for your sleep because that white light from the TV and the phone or your computer simulates sunlight and it acts to boop, perk you up and keep you awake. So at least an hour. I also recommend journaling for five minutes before you go to bed, especially if your mind is just busy, busy, busy. Just write it down. Get it out of your brain so that you can sleep. Last one, I love Serenity from doTERRA. If you have trouble sleeping, falling asleep, staying asleep, crazy dreams, doTERRA is amazing. This Serenity blend is magical. I don't know what, I do know what they put in it. I don't want to say I don't know. I do know, but it's magic. They have capsule and they have oil form. If you're interested, let me know. I'll hook you up with a sample. It's incredible works nine times out of 10 for me. It's so good. You can also use an eye mask and earplugs if blocking out your room is not an option or if white noise is not an option. Tim uses those. I can't stand them, but they are options too. Okay, so that's quality sleep. Next up, we have cooking. Finding time for cooking healthy foods. Again, you have to define what healthy foods look like for you and your family, 
For me and my family, it's a lot of meat and it's a lot of vegetables. Those are our staples and lots of fat too, but that you don't really have to prep. So what I do is on any given day, it doesn't have to be a planned day, go grocery shopping, I go to Costco, I do my haul, I bring it in and I start to cook. And I go for like three or four hours. I turn on some music, I sip some wine. It's just, un- it's just, I can't even like describe it. It's like a happy place because I know that I'm prepping good food for my family and I feel good doing it because I've got my music, I've got my wine. It's just me time. And I cook five to six different kinds of vegetables and four to five different types of meat. And I've got those going simultaneously in my Instapot, my like pressure cooker, or sorry, my crock pot, my pressure cooker, the stove, the oven, have them all going so that I can whip up all these things. And then we've got glass Tupperware and I just pop them in there, pop them in the fridge. Then throughout the week, it's a mix and match. Like you want broccoli tonight with some chicken? Great. Oh, you want some beef with some spaghetti squash? Perfect. It's all already prepped. All you have to do is literally like pull it out, heat it up and plate it. That's it. And I have found that that works so much better than meal planning or doing like individual days foods. This works so much better. It allows for flexibility. We have leftovers for days. If my husband can choose what he wants, my kiddo can choose what he wants. I have options. We don't feel limited and stuck to this one food that we've planned and prepped for. It's so much easier. You can do this with grains too. Cook all your your quinoa, your rice, your pasta, whatever you want to cook. Cook that up ahead. Stuff that in some Tupperware. Bam. You can also freeze it. It's just magic. And it takes so much less time. So much less time. So that is how you can make time for healthier cooking. Making time for self-care. My oh my. I think we have it in our heads sometimes and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's not you, but I often think of self-care as like going to get a massage, going for drinks with my girlfriends, or reading a book, or (laughs) sitting by a pool somewhere, or getting a pedicure or manicure. And self-care doesn't have to look like that. For a lot of us busy moms, that is not realistic. So how can you incorporate five-minute self-care? That's what I call it, five-minute self-care throughout the day doing little things for yourself that take five minutes. So whether that's throwing on some color street nails or giving yourself a foot massage with some essential oils or lighting a candle that smells really nice or, you know, reading part of a book. I have a book pretty much in every room of the house. And if I've got five minutes while I'm waiting for the laundry to finish or what have you, I just pick up my book and I read for five minutes. You can read for more if you wanted. Finding ways to take care of yourself, like even the way you touch yourself. I talked about this in the last episode, and it's so important, but just like how you touch yourself can be such a self-caring, pleasurable thing to do. I love to do hand massages for myself. The end of the night, I have lotion and I just give myself a hand massage. And it feels so luxurious. It feels like I'm taking care of me. It takes less than five minutes. But it feels really indulgent. So using like really nice lotions that you like. This can be taking time putting on your makeup. This is one that I do. I take my time. I could rush it and I could get on to other things. But it feels good to me to slow down 
and to take my time applying my makeup, doing my hair, that feels like self-care to me. So finding ways to fit it in. And then there is, of course, finding time just in general. And that means looking at what are some time sucks. And some of the biggest time suckers are social media. I know, I sound like a broken record. Please don't write me off. It is true. We touch our phone thousands of times a day. Have you ever looked, if you have an iPhone, have you ever looked at how many times you pick up your phone during the day? (gasps) I remember the first time I did it, I was shocked. Some like 500 times. I was like, are you kidding me? It's like an appendage of my body. I'm picking it up so much. And it is crazy and eye-opening when you see how much time you can spend, even if you're just like real quick in the doctor's office, like, boop, Instagram, scrolling, posting, like, it's so easy to lose those moments when instead, maybe instead of reaching for your phone, you grab some lotion out of your purse and give yourself a hand massage. See? It's just switching those things up. It's finding different ways to alleviate time suckers. Another time sucker, and this is for those of us who are habitual achievers and doers, is when you're walking through your house and you get distracted by tasks. Yeah, things that need to be done. Oh, this garbage needs to be taken out. Or, oh man, now I gotta fold this laundry. Even just trying to get upstairs sometimes takes me 20 minutes because I see things that need to be done. That chair's not pushed in, that dish is in the sink, that pillow's on the floor. Just the constant picking up can actually suck a lot of time out of your day. And so figuring out what tasks you can delegate and which you can kind of batch is the best way to go about it. Like if you're going to empty the trash in your bathroom, do all the bathroom things at once and then be done with it. If you're going to pick up the pillow off the couch, like straighten the rug, do what you need to do, be done with it, leave it. Don't keep coming back to it. And this is something that I'm actually practicing myself. So I'm, I'm looking in the mirror as I say this because I lose so much time by doing menial tasks around the house and not delegating. Making a list for my hubby, asking for my kiddo's help. I put his clothes away. I'm like, wait a minute, you're four. You can put your own clothes away. Why am I doing this? Because that's what we do. We're moms, we're women. We are in charge more used to doing everything ourselves, but it's okay to ask for help. And that's going to free up so much of your time. Okay, so let's quickly recap. We've got changing your mindset from lack to abundance, higher energy living, shorter workouts, using hit Tabata sprints, or doing even just like a yoga flow, sun salutations, improving your quality of sleep, not the number, not the quantity, the quality. So you have more energy throughout the day, which feels like more time. Batch cooking instead of meal planning and prepping, just batch it all together. Five-minute self-care techniques and using less social media and streaming or batching your household tasks. (sighs) Wow, don't you already feel like you have more time? I do. I feel like, all right, I'm ready to go tackle this. I'm, ex- I'm especially, especially, I especially, gracious, that was tough. I'm especially excited about the mindset shift because I've been practicing this and I know that it works. And even if you're skeptical of it, I want you to try. 
You could even implement affirmations like, I have time. I make time. I prioritize time. And be protective of your time too. Don't just give it away to anything. If you feel like you need to say no to something, girl, say no. Don't be the yes girl who's like, yes, 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 yes. Protect your time. Guard it with your life. It is the most valuable thing that you have. It's your time and how you choose to invest it. All right, my friends, you are amazing. I am so excited to hear how this impacts you. If you want to share, head over to the Captivatingly Confident community on Facebook. I would love for you to share how you're going to implement some of these finding time tips and which ones really resonate with you and how they work for you. So I'll see you guys 